Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com On this episode of Cannabis Legalization News, you're going to learn about why national cannabis legalization might be a decade away, according to Forbes magazine. And then we have a list of other news, including what RFK Jr. says about cannabis. Uh, there's a new pack in Washington, D.C. for legalizing cannabis. It's legal in Maryland. It's the second day it's been legal in Maryland, by the way. Congrats, Maryland. Uh, more. We have a name that strain. You're going to want to stick around for that. We have a 420 somewhere. We're going to talk about Minnesota. We've got some stock news. We got some international news, even out of the Ukraine, and a whole bunch more. So let's get into this week's episode of Cannabis Legalization News. What's happening, Miggy? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on our Cannabis Legalization News podcast. Uh, we talk about the industry, and so if you're in it, don't forget to like uh, put it on at work or something. Okay. okay. 
help change the world for the better. Uh, and it may you may be working on this for a minute. Did you see that thing out of Forbes uh, this week? It's it's an opinion piece. Yeah. But Forbes uh, and Forbes staff is saying that even though recreational marijuana use is now legal in 23 states, including Maryland, uh, most Americans and most Americans support ending the federal ban. Investors, entrepreneurs, and politicians are no longer high on it happening in the next 10 years. And then you know what they start with? What's up, Ron fucking DeSantis. And yeah. so he said, uh, uh, no, I don't think we'll be doing that to decriminalizing cannabis. I don't think we do that, DeSantis said. And then pro, uh, Joe Biden, not exactly pro-cannabis either. So that's the 2024 election. That takes us till 2028. And then what happens? But even, you know, we talked about this before. No matter, like, say one day there's a stroke of the pen and, and, and no one's going to go to jail no more. There's still going to be the, the, the infrastructure. You know, that's going to be another 10, 15 years just like it did with alcohol. So this this article is like a – I put much as weight in this article as I do any article by, like, Kevin Sabat. You know what I mean? These are sure. opinion junk pieces that are just, like, hyperbole. Uh, you know, if we can just get it descheduled, right? We talked about this last week, whether it be scheduled. Um, you know, it should be paired with alcohol, goddammit. Like, yeah, did you see what Cookies did over this past week? No. Oh, uh, they got a new website, thca.cookies.co. Mm. And if you go there and you're in an illegal state, uh, you can buy THCA flour cookies direct from the internet. So, Cookies Direct, uh, which is just one of those things where the THCA line has been there for four years. And four years later, they have the balls to be able to say, no, no, ship it to Kansas. Yeah, but they're not doing anything new, though. I mean, this, this, you know, even when the CBD hype was big, I mean, we all remember the scam Canaway, right? There was a, with a K. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of like a, a MLM, right? Where you had to buy the product and then go sell it, whatever, hustle on your own. Uh, none of this is new, but yet Cookies being the bigger brand does show, like, you know, they're bigger threshold, bigger lawyers, right? Like, you know, how many other CBD stores, uh, Delta 9 stores, Delta 8, you know, uh, you know hemp? derived products throughout there a lot there's a lot well it's the definition of hemp and so it's the whole funny definition of hemp if you grow the weed correctly and like cookies grows premium indoor weed so yeah it's entirely conceivable that you can get a clean coa that says it's legally hemp because it's under the thca level but then the thca is like 30 percent well again it's as long as they you know are uh uh, controlling the the source and all that other stuff right because i couldn't imagine I mean, it might be easier for something like that uh, for international or interstate uh, sourcing to have one grow. But like what they're doing with like each brand or each state uh, is individual growers, right? It's not like they have one McDonald's, you know, factory where they're making everything. You know, everything's unique to each state. Well, not when it's hemp. That's one of the right. reasons why you can have these online direct. And so you see all these seed companies come up, and now you might just see all these THCA companies come up. But they aren't selling it into like Illinois and these other states where they're, they have shops. It's so if you can't have a shop in that state, you could still put like a website up and then sell hemp into that state. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there, what happens if this guy wins? And I know what you're thinking. No, he won't. But uh, that's uh, out of the news. Benzinga's reporting about uh, ah. what 
Robert F. Kennedy Jr. discussed about cannabis legalization new, uh, on the trail this, uh, this week. He said he would de- decriminalize marijuana on a federal basis and allow the states to regulate it and tax it. And then the revenue generated would be to build rehab centers across the country and provide drug rehabilitation programs. That is something that the fentanyl crisis has made uh, very necessary. You know, um, but that doesn't have anything to do with weed. You know, maybe we should fund the schools. I, he, th- this guy's just nuts, though, man. I, I, I think it's just another uh, weak. Uh, you know, they want to take out Biden on their side, and, and and there's a lot of weak people behind that. And that, that guy, just because he has a Kennedy name, I mean, it's not. The guy's like QN on Vax guy. That's what he is. But like Democrat, still another. Well, hang on a second. It gets weirder. Because okay. then he was asked, "What about psychedelics?" Well, definitely decriminalize psychedelics," said Kennedy. Uh, and that's it. You know, he's saying that he wants the Safe Banking Act. He wants to tax it federally. He wants rural healing centers all over the country where kids can grow organic food and eat well. And, you know, that's cool. And, and uh, decriminalize psychedelics. I still think we need to fund the schools. Right. I mean, that would be great if the tax money went to that. You know, I was just thinking this morning about, like, how we do this podcast. We're talking about we're structuring pretty much like the cannabis industry and the rules that are coming up. Right. But mm-hmm. as someone who drinks beer. I never find a need to like tell these people how to do business. That's because the rules, you know, these beer uh, uh, breweries are doing their own business best practices type stuff. Where, but what about that crap Bud Light stepped into? Talk about not knowing your client. You know, uh, the the Bud Light problem that they had with the yeah, but, transgender uh, advertisement. And yeah. so, would you have guessed that your average Bud Light drinker is kind of a bigot? <laughs> Say it's not true. <laughs> Come on, Missouri. I, I just thought it was the weirdest. And the rest uh, of America. But, but for a limited yeah. can brand, I, I just thought that was the funniest backlash. The, the, I mean, that's a, that's just a silly thing. But you know, it, the, we're limiting all these pot farmers, all these growers. Everybody has aspirations to like say, like, I want to be a farmer when I grow up. And but you can only be a farmer in your state. That's all it's going to come. You know, right now at this moment, you can only function in one state at a time. Uh, except for cookies that is now cookies direct it, provided that there are no rules in that state and it can just default to hemp uh, why can't you have just your TA okay so you just get a license somewhere uh, at wherever Oklahoma for example something like that where you can get a license to New Mexico uh, and then you grow it in such a way that you're able to always pass it as hemp and then you have a coa with it and then that inventory doesn't get shipped out at the front where it's marijuana under that license because it's over the line of 0.3 that stuff is marked for online retail tax-free everywhere um interesting but that's provided though that the cannabinoids are not regulated in your state right because here in washington state they're starting to uh they're trying to they realize they made an oopsie when they legalized cannabis and then forgot about the ability to change Delta eight to Delta nine and then infuse it into the, you know, with, with hemp. So they're trying here now to like make that part of their umbrella. So I'd imagine like any outside state mailing might become illegal, but you know, what about like other states who just don't have anything? And then the fun police are just like, Whoa, we're going to make rules against hemp now too. Cause there are some states doing that, uh, you know, trying to crack down on the hemp. They're right. There are. And then those states, like, that's the best thing about legislatures. You can just pass whatever law you want. And if it's unconstitutional, somebody has to sue about it. Mm. So, yeah, take that, legislatures. You're the ones who are making the rules. If I was in a legal state, could I get it sent to a P.O. box? Would that be a thing? 
or does it get sure. stuck right out? Because I mean, it's still federal as long as the. Well, then again, like if if I was advising cookies on this, and I wasn't, unfortunately, uh, I'd be like, don't forget to use the post office. You have Fourth Amendment protections there. Exactly. But um, yeah, it's one of those deals where got the same advice that we were giving on on this channel four years ago. But um, nice. Yeah. Hey, there's more news. Did you know there's a new political action committee in Washington for uh, cannabis legalization? Yes, that's right. According to thebusinessofcannabis.com, a new committee to work to federally legalize cannabis is coming. It is a super PAC called Legalize America that aims to end the war on drugs. And can't we just have the war on cannabis ended? It's like, fentanyl sucks. Let's uh, continue to have that be um, a Schedule One substance. Yeah, well, the whole fentanyl thing was it's, it's still crazy because... Uh I'm still learning some stories about people who were made millions. Just you know, well, hell, the goddamn uh, the, what's the, the the family behind uh, the the medical? They just settled for Purdue not, Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, they, they, the family settled that they will not be. That's crazy. That's crazy. But uh, this this drug cannabis uh, council will be pretty cool. I but it's a lot of MSOs. A lot of people are skeptical about the uh, what's the intent. Well, of. that's it's always the MSOs. It's always the money that has the pack. You see, yeah. they the but I'm glad that we have big cannabis and big weed that's out there advocating for the weed industry. We need that because otherwise the stuff stuff's not going to change. And then um, once it's out of the bottle, sure, hopefully they can repair the balance sheets and maybe have some hegemony in the industry, but this industry doesn't scale well and it is highly local and it's going to be very political. I don't even think it's like like when we talk about the industry. I mean, we talked about this uh, five years ago, and it's, and it's like, you know, nothing's gonna. I was happy that like I don't mind the MSOs, the Walmart, the wheat, but sure. it's because rich people don't want to go to jail and they want to be able to make more money. In well, think market. if we had a brand that we right. could hustle on the internet, and so like right now we are using Collateral Base, or I am, you know, it helps, it pays my life, you know, and then um, after that, you could have a cannabis farm and a license and then do this direct to retail business model that cookies is now doing. And yeah. so if you could do a business to consumer model nationwide, that may help a lot of small farms, especially small farms that are artisanal and have the brand and a terroir of like Humboldt, which they can slap on the label and, uh, and, and mail it out from there, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I, and I think we're losing a lot of, uh, like craft, like experiences because of that. Like there could be, you know, someone in Idaho can have Oregon weed, right? Because we hear all these stories of how there's too much weed in all these legal states, which I really don't think it's a thing, but it's just they, can, they can't get rid of it legally enough or fast enough. It's the only issue, right? Right. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense, in my opinion. Yeah. I just think that with the, uh, uh, like I said, with Walmart weed, you know, they're the ones that are going to be, and unfortunately in America, it takes money to, to change the rules. That, that's it it absolutely know. does. That's why I like the super PAC here. Where is the super PAC from? The industry. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, you see this coming. You're like, you know, eventually the only rule that you want to see it come into play would be home grow, right? Or, or, or some sort of like low man personal uh, use thing. But until then, we need these guys to like keep shoveling money in the, the legislature's pockets so we can try and figure out how to make this like intercommerce. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then it, they created these limited market states. And I realize that they lost $4 billion last year, but they made a lot more than $4 billion. And so like, you know, Truly is a good example. It lost a quarter billion, but it made 1.25, you 
you know, and so it's one of those deals where it's losing on revenue so that it can be the Amazon. It's trying yeah. to grow. It's trying to be a growth stock. But then those growth stocks don't work, especially if it's going to be another 10 years of uh, BS. Well, it's funny. Someone uh, got a comment here. You'll lose uh, good cannabis by supporting big canna. And, you know, the, the thing is, is, is like, I just want I've been doing this over half my life, over 20 years. And all I want to do is just not go to jail. Right. Like. I had a conversation today with a guy who is in the Washington State uh, recreational market. He makes uh, canagars, but he got arrested two years ago in Idaho on his way. Oh, to the yeah, where it's super illegal. We're super Idaho. Illegal. Fuck. He got a pound and a half uh, uh, of, uh, of cannabis. I was already like in these cigars of his brand, but he's also a patient. So like. You know, these imaginary uh, borders of rules and where they stop and go, where you can go to jail, just needs to end. And I think the MSOs can help knock that barrier down. And then from there, we'll have to, like, structure it so, like, you know, for the people type shit. Ah, that's never how it works. But then, like, it doesn't make any sense that they're going to have this system of highly limited licenses and then kind of try to, they're going to try to create the industry to model what they've been using. Right. But and price you out of it. But that's, uh, will that work? Probably. But not very well. Simply because every state, like, it's not going to, they're not going to dent New Mexico's market. You know, the states yeah. are going to be able to set up their own markets. And then if they have it be too open, their business model doesn't work there. But you know where it could work? Where? Oh, Maryland. Maryland. And Maryland is a limited market state. There is going to be a license lottery in Maryland and happy legalization day yesterday, July 1st, 2023. It is now legal in Maryland. Annapolis, Maryland's the latest state, July 4th festivities. 100 stores will be able to start selling cannabis legally. They've been having cannabis medical sales in those 100 stores for about the last five years. So they're doing a lottery for the recreational side, then, huh? Yes, this is going to be a social equity incubator opportunity uh, like you haven't seen before uh, or, well, you haven't seen it before. I've seen it numerous times. We can help you out on it. Don't forget to head on over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and uh, fill out our little type form. We'll get in touch with you, especially if you're in Maryland and you want a license. It's social equity, and so it's going to be social equity incubator season uh, this fall. We need to see some regulations still because they ain't none. Well, and speaking of licenses, we got another 11 days till we find out we want or not, right? Holy crap, that's right, everybody. Miggy and I have an 8.5% chance, which, of course, means that it is a 91.5% chance against. It's one of the reasons why I haven't really sunk a lot of like time or thought or money into this yet. Um, and, and next year, we'll just be in an incubator, so our odds are substantially higher, especially okay. if it's the incubator that we made. Uh, yeah, it's this whole different way to approach the the aspect of it. And so we're doing that now in Missouri and in Maryland and then next year in Illinois again, because Illinois has, still has like 150 dispensaries to hand out before they hit their limit of 500. Mm. That'll take and a few years. Speaking of social equity, you see that news in New York? They just dropped it. Is that one of our stories lined up? I didn't even look at that. I just. Well, let me just check the, uh, the show notes. You said New York. We've got forest workers, Green Thumb, Terrasen. No, to talk to us about this uh, New York story that because uh, there's a lot of news. So well, the we didn't have that one up. 
Yeah, the governor just released uh, 150 million, and they're partnered with a, a, a firm. Let me. Uh, it's in our chat. 150 million dollars for social equity released in New York, but a, a it's going to the card license holders because this is New York's interesting in the sense that they said that they're going to give all these licenses to very special people, and then if you were one of those special people, uh, and Maryland's doing it very similar, they're going to give these licenses to very special people, and if you're one of those special people, you may also get a license, uh, but then. They promised like everything in New York. So they also promised to give you the actual edifice uh, and get open. And that's the difference. Like uh, most of the social equity lottery states like that, and it wasn't really a lottery in New York, they have these incubator things that come in and uh, people with knowledge, experience, and capital sponsor social equity applicants. Well, and I find this interesting. So here's the, uh, the actual release from the governor's office. And uh, uh, let's see if I can you going to throw it to the private chat or something? Are you going to share it? All right. Boom. So the commitment, commitment secures up to $200 million, uh, for a fund. My, my, my issue here is like 150 of this, I believe, is from another, uh, like a private, public-private partnership supports development of dispensaries. So they're working with outside money. This Chicago Atlantic Admin. Have you heard of them? No, I have not. So it's a real estate company. I looked them up. And, yeah, uh, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. I just find it like weird that the state says this is their money but it's not they're actually just partnering with a goddamn uh somebody that could possibly have we talked about uh set you up for failure you know like here's the property here's everything oh too bad you did bad in business now we'll just take your we'll have to liquidate you you know hmm. I, I hope it yes. doesn't turn out that way Oh, that's that's exactly what the incubators are, and so that's uh, the only way for many of them to even become operational. I would say, like if they don't have that, they're just gonna be out there like waiting, and then um, you know, then they're not gonna have nothing. But we don't have that. It's uh, it's twenty past the hour on the East Coast, which means that it is four twenty somewhere. Uh, we're gonna take a short commercial break. See you soon. I'll get mine in, in an hour. <laughs> oh, yes. I. Yeah, this is medicinal, and the office is closed on Sundays. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we do have a new blog post about IP cannabis licensing agreements over at collateralbase.com, where we would love to help you out with various things. And this is uh, interesting. If you try to find a cannabis licensing agreement, you will find cookies. It's the, the one that comes up first, which... I think is just a testament out there that uh, everybody is trying to copy what they're doing. Uh, but pretty interesting as well. If you want to see an IP licensing agreement, hopefully one day when you Google it, this page will come up. That might right take on. some time, though. Well, I'm, you, you're pretty locked in with the CEO. You're, pretty, you're doing pretty good. Uh, I know what it is, yes. And so that does help. Uh, we have some Florida news. Which Florida. Uh, Basically what you always say. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, a DeSantis ally, wants to stop pot legalization from going before voters in 2024. She sued the state. Damn. And uh, not only did she sue the state, she is also um, you know, getting schooled, hopefully, by uh, the opponents and eventually the Supreme Court that rules against her. Uh, but they are trying to stop the ballot initiative, calling it misleading. Florida has some very interesting um, rules. This, 
for their ballot initiatives. Yeah. And, and this is not the first rodeo of the ballot initiative. So they wrote it to directly address the requirements of the ballot initiative, like the single question and, and single purpose tests or something, I think is what it's called. I'm not a Florida lawyer. Mm. Wow. I mean, uh, this is not surprising. I mean, I mean probably underneath the campaign, right? Like she's probably doing it in cahoots with like the Sanchez. She's saying shit. that it was misleading. It's not Man. clear. And so like if the if if what you have put as to the ballot initiative is not a single issue and it's not like very clear, uh, then it can be attacked. And so they're attacking it by saying it's misleading and it's confusing and it's ambiguous. And so it does not fulfill the obligations of the the, the law that says it has to be this single purpose. You know, I don't see anywhere in this law from businessinsider.com that sets up how the uh, the lawsuit is characterized to exploit that single purpose thing in the Florida law. So, you yeah. know, not the biggest fan of this. this I mean, it's kind of uh, like South Dakota, right? Where there was like the two question thing and, and you can only do one question at a time bullshit. Like with this yes. one. Very similar just- to that kind of thing where it has to be a single subject. Yeah. There it is. And then she kind of. One subject clear enough for the voters to understand. And then she is saying it's not a single subject. It's so confusing. I mean, how are the voters going to know that they're going to think it's legal at the federal level? The Florida voters changing Florida law are going to think they're changing federal law. Right. I've realized, like, you have Florida schools. But did you not tell them that there's two types of government, state and federal? Well, I don't think they know three branches. So um, I don't know. Three branches at their federal level. But I'm just the states. It's just crazy to think that, um, like, I, I'm just the, the stall on the on the whole program there is sad, and and the fact that you know there's so many consumers out there, um, I, I really do hope one day they um, Florida or Florida stops the floridating. That makes sense. Yeah, Florida will not stop floridating. Florida, Florida is more than Florida. Uh, well, anyway, I should stop <laughs> trying to turn Florida into a verb. Uh, interestingly enough, though, like he did sign a, a law earlier that allowed medical cannabis to use telehealth, which is interesting. So he's expanding the medical cannabis reach, but he's making it way more expensive. So like if you win one of these licenses, and they're super licenses in Florida, they're stupid expensive to get. Uh, so like you know, if you want a Florida cannabis license, start with ten million dollars and then ask your friend for more money. Uh, it, it, but you know, why would you make that a little bit easier and then say, but you can't have it be completely legal? Because I imagine True Leaf said, hey, we need an easier way to get True patients. Leaf is spending, well, but 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 then True Leaf's saying like, hey, make it legal. And they're spending millions, tens of millions of dollars on legalizing it. I mean, they're still going to lock in the market as long as they don't have any new uh, growth. They got the legalize. market. They got the capital. Like True yeah. Leaf is like the 800-pound gorilla of the South Shouldn't in the- cannabis. The Florida question just be like, do you want to go to jail for weed or no? <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> simple enough. They're just trying to write a ballot initiative that would amend the law that says, yes, the people want adults to be able to have cannabis. I just, Florida That's is it. just yeah. so sad. I just, they're like in, in a, like Idaho. Florida is like the other taint of America. I don't know. It's because the gun guy who's running it is not reasonable. He's not a reasonable man. He's an ideologue who's trying to exploit uh, yeah. and trigger people with hot buttons or whatever they call them nowadays so sure. that you can uh, create conflict and attention. It doesn't have anything to do with the policy. It has everything to do with upsetting people 
or making other people say, yeah, you're right. And so he just is trying to tune in to that uh, very, very amygdala-based, like, you know, gut reaction where it's like, oh, yeah. uh, or like, fucking right, man. Well, it's yeah. the whole blinders, too, man. The whole, like, uh, this is where woke goes to die bullshit. Like, what, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, what, what progression? Like, progress? Like, the like, equality? What the what the hell is being? Yeah, it's just a dumb. But it, it's 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 creating conflict. It's us versus them, and then as opposed to yeah. we're all Americans, and, and this is the greatest country in the world. Someone needs to kick him in the pee pee. Ah, nobody will. Nobody yeah. will. Well, yeah, we do have some more uh, more federal news. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, this this is some interesting federal news, and of course, it's out of the marijuana moment. Shout out to them. Uh, here Ooh. it is. So, uh, U.S. Forest Service says marijuana legalization drives an uptick in positive THC tests for federal workers as perceptions have shifted dramatically, or dramatically shifted. And that is interesting that the Forest Service, because it is a federal agency, mandates that you cannot smoke weed because it is a federal government job and it is a federal crime to use marijuana. I mean, that'd be an amazing job, though, if you could, right? Be out in the forest chasing those birds and smoking the joint. <laughs> Hence the uptick. Because people who enjoy cannabis very often enjoy uh, plants nature. or nature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunate story. I, I knew uh, years ago uh, when I used to be a traveling tech, I uh, met a girl who was actually busted with an ounce on Yellowstone grounds, which became a federal case for her. Which So she did not become a USFS, that's the United States Forest Service employee? Well, I mean, imagine, you know, there's a the time frame where you can say you didn't smoke weed, and that's how I got into the Navy, but, like, uh, yeah, probably not, most likely. But well, you know, this, this is the funny. thing, I mean, it's the read it and weep crap. Like, the Forest Service is a federal agency, and as a result, we are subject to any and all federal regulations that are in place, according to Mr. Or Ms. Dixon, who is the, uh, the secretary of the agency. That means that all of us, as federal employees, are required to remain drug-free and refrain from federally prohibited drug use, whether on or off-duty, regardless of state law. Is it? But, like, every year there's a, a, a group, whether it be the Forest Service, the FBI, uh, truckers, Right, like it seems to be how we're, we're, the law itself is impeding uh, uh, the employment, you know, for workers. Well, alone, yeah, but that is at the federal level, and so yeah. you have to understand if the politicians are approaching this with, let's not really fix anything, let's just exploit our differences about why we hate the other vote. You know, like you know, the Democrats, oh, they hate the Republicans, and the Republicans, oh, they hate the Democrats. Well, right. it's because they're communists, or that's because they're fascists. You know, just like dehumanizing name-calling labeling crap uh if that is the agenda just exploit that um why would why would any of the laws change they wouldn't well as i'm saying for like when you see like labor shortages and issues and you know that's that's essentially like just quintessential america right well, well everybody needs a job everybody needs to have some sort of purpose or some sort of thing and then you're telling the uh because of your lifestyle or your choice to miss in uh, you know, we don't do that for alcohol. We don't do that for cigarettes. Uh, we do it for people who fucking cook popcorn in the office. But, you know, we don't do it for any, you know, there's no other thing out there that's being uh, uh, told that you're a bad person and can't go on a life or function because you do this. Well, there are. And so let's get to our next story on this. And this is a, an interesting one. And we can come back to the, I kind of skipped name that strain for right now. But we'll come back to it. We have one. 
So stick oh, yeah. around, by the way. Uh, this is coming out of the Bangor Daily News. A accused leader of a Maine medical pot ring claims federal law protects him. That's Lucas Soroy. Uh, and so he was allegedly, according to the United States government's indictment against him, uh, running a $13 million operation. And he was purportedly, according to the feds, uh, diverting uh, cannabis and its money and uh, evading taxes and whatnot. But at all times, uh, there had been no evidentiary hearing to establish that he was operating outside of compliance with the state's uh, medical cannabis program. Right. And at all times, the Robacher-Farr amendment is in effect, which says that there is no money to enforce you know, the federal drug crimes yeah. uh, against state law compliant medical cannabis companies. So they never conducted an evidentiary hearing. Mm. And, um, and I'm like, oh, well, that may violate the Robacher-Farr amendment and this case. Uh, and so that case is from 2016. It yeah. is the McIntosh case. And so uh, now they're trying to dismiss this because the Robacher-Farr amendment says there's no money for them to fight this case because there's no evidence that he was not a state law compliant medical operator. Where's the evidence of noncompliance that justifies you having money to fight this? I mean, really, if you think about it, you, you think you're are fighting the guidance of the state law, so you should be okay. Uh, this is an interesting one, too, because I don't know if you follow up uh, uh, Smoking with Cats or, or Poetry with Cats on Instagram. Uh, he's an <laughs> activist in this area. And that's how I, I saw the story. But it seems to be like it's so funny how medical is the gateway to recreational uh, law, right? In most states, it has been. And, and for most people, you see, like, oh, in the world doesn't happen. But, like, I guess this guy, he's an ex cop, too. And so there's a little, like, disgruntledness among the community because they're like, oh, now you need the patients to support you and all this other stuff. And I just find that in every state, you're going to have this. You're going to have people who are part of a medical scene, you're going to have people who are part of law enforcement. But then you're going to also have eventual recreational right the eventual like not everybody's doing it everybody can play it's not a special you need a little like you know prescription to to, to partake in this thing uh, i just think every state it's, it's kind of like a little culture uh, or a petri dish of culture when you watch uh little things happen like this in, in different places uh i mean he's justified saying as an activist you know like you know we need to stand for patience but I guess this guy wasn't doing the patient thing. It, it's a very, it's a, it's a weird quandary. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yep. But it's going to be interesting because now this this motion is pending. Uh, the district judge has to rule as to whether or not there was any money for the DEA to be conducting this raid without an evidentiary hearing to determine that they were out of compliance with state law. And so, like the the department, the United States Attorney is. Uh, uh, saying they cannot establish that they were in substantial compliance with Maine law, uh, given the breadth and depth of the conduct. Now, again, that's different. Like you are making you, the United States, are making an allegation that they were outside of compliance. Yeah. The state says they were compliant, and you didn't do an evidentiary hearing to determine whether or not you had money to do this. You just did it. Hmm. And well, so it's it should they should be like, no, you didn't conduct this correctly in compliance with this provision of the federal budget. Yeah. You don't have the money for this case dismissed, but we'll see because like, that's what the McIntosh case said. But now this case over in the first, uh, will probably be appealed, 
We'll find out how it comes out in a couple of months. And the interesting thing was the case is with the Parlatore law firm, who used to be Donald Trump's lawyer until he oh, backed out of it. Mm-hmm. This this will be an interesting case, too, to see because, uh, well, it's also an example of like how long it takes for justice, right? So the fact that he got raided after the, uh, the Warbacher memo, whereas Lance, uh, our friend Lance Glore, who, who did seven years, uh, right. They tried to bring that up in the uh, after the uh, the initial trial. What's what's uh, the appeal? Mm-hmm. They tried to bring that up, but because of the time frame of the memo and the raid, they're like it's not uh, retroactive. But right for, for this guy, it should be interesting to see. Like, but why is it like? But I think it's interesting. Then, uh, well, uh, I guess yeah, it's not retroactive, and so like it can only be a shield when it's there, and so it wasn't there. But then, uh, okay, so you lost that one. It sucks. But now I think that there's this protection. And so there's been a protection in the Ninth Circuit. And so now if there's not a protection in the First Circuit, then you have a split of the circuits. Appeal it to the Supreme Court and let's have them say, "Uh -uh, you're not allowed to do this. I mean, ideally, that's nice, right? But you need to have that lawyer that knows a lawyer, right? Because that's how you get on the dockets and all those other things. We all think that justice is this like quickie expedited thing. But this happened, what, three years ago? Four years ago? Oh, it was, yeah, it was a 2020 raid. Yeah. So, like, a, a DEA raid really shouldn't happen uh, after the Robacher Farr Amendment unless they did a, an evidentiary hearing in front of a judge who then gave them the right to go do it. And then on top of that, though, wouldn't it, like, right away, the defense being, like, once you get a good lawyer who knows what the, the, the law is, wouldn't the prosecution, shouldn't, is it just taking so long to be seen in court? Can't the court just say this is some bullshit because this is a no. good... No. No. No, that's not the proper procedure. And so the court is going to do the proper procedure. proper procedure does take some time. It doesn't yeah. take an, an extensive amount of time, especially in federal court, but then it does take time so that the due process can be done. So that they need the opportunity to respond. You know, they need to be able to review the article, the, the cases that are cited or the laws that are cited, argue them, and then get an opinion from a judge. And so, like, all that stuff takes months. Yeah. Yeah. That's poo-poo. It is not. It is a legal process. Our our country is blessed to be able to have it. And so there is some cool shit, though. We have a Name That Strain. This is our July 4th Name That Strain, by the way. Okie dokie, Smokey. Yeah, oh, I right-clicked instead of regular-clicked. There it is. This is a strain. It is a zingy hybrid, and it is crossed, and I can kind of tell. Like, look at how dark it is. Yeah. That is a black cherry punch, and so that black cherry punch, you can see that that darkness that comes with it. It's like a really purple, but then like fuzzy silver crystal purple, and Tropicana cookies. Mm. Yep. It looks really pretty though. I got the. It does. Screen over here and the camera over here, so I'm all like. Oh, yeah, I, I do that. My, my screen's over there, so then sometimes it does look like I'm looking at the uh, the, the news cutout. But anyway, uh, that is a Black Cherry Punch and Tropicana Cookies. Uh, who is the... Do we have a... 28% THC? That's a good Yeah, one. I'm trying to see, like, the grower, so we can oh. see, like, if we can say who the... Because those are Mobile the parents. J. Mobile, Mobile J? Yeah. Grower Mobile J. I like this name though. It's pretty fucking dope. It is. It is. It's it's funny. Very good. It's how you can get it across state lines sometimes. 
<laughs> it's not it's not Mickey Claus. It is not tropical Tropicana banana. Uh, but yeah. Let's say you're going to the, the original breeder of this is California's Blockhead, who named it Blockberry, and then grower Mobile J selected a variety and named it this. Gotcha. Right. Um, its name suggests I can get stuff to other states on an airplane. I don't know about that noise. <laughs> um, it would be like super larf or like, you know, <laughs> crap. Like the, the buds you should have shaved off so you didn't have them. Um, well, yeah. That was associated with the old prison wallet. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the etymology of this word. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, this is a good time, but I don't see it coming in. And this one <laughs> is called Super Boof. Would you believe that? <laughs> Super Boof. And so, according to Leafly, Super Boof is uh, a zingy hybrid strain crossed by black cherry punch and Tropicana cookies, chunky deep green buds, and its parents would look like with silver calyxes. The effects are supposed to be relaxing and giggly, as uh, Miggy and I were just giggling, but not because we were on Super Boof. Uh, they say that euphoric, creative, and focused, nice, gastrointestinal disorders, depression, fibromyalgia, uh, it's high in myrcene, so it's a little earthy, and it has THC that can get up to 28%. Super that is boof. super boof. Opposed to that regular boof that just goes up the butt. I, uh, I'm going to have to take your <laughs> word on that one. I mean, that's what the boof is. It's that boofy weed that can, you know, like, kind of smuggle up the old prison wallet. Huh. I thought it was just shit. Well, for good reason. And that's why they call it shit back in the day. <laughs> because it was. Oh, shit. And we got some bad news out of Jersey, though. According to the Associated Press, which is still a thing. Right? Yeah. Jersey Shore towns say state's marijuana law handcuffs police and emboldens rowdy teens. Uh, Okay. And so that's a a headline. It's summertime on Jersey Shore. Yikes. Uh, And so they are not happy that the the teenagers appear to be running amok on beaches and boardwalks. That's dumb. This is the dumb, like, I lived in Jersey. I I grew, I did high school in in Jersey, in this area in particular. Mm -hmm. And the drinking and and shenanigans that happened alone before illegal weed, uh, you know, this is nothing special. Like when people complain about like homelessness and other things that happen every day in America. You Uh, think that there's actually like... um, editorial like reply seeped into the text of this article you know they're, they're trying to say like teenagers bad right. they drink too much and they smoke weed and gosh darn it we can't control them no more well new jersey's also notorious for like conservative people in charge of like local like providences or whatever you want to call them townships and well this is ocean city yeah enough is enough says Ocean City Mayor Jay Gillian. And he wrote a message to residents on the city's website. It's becoming clear that over the past two summers, these crowds will only grow larger and unrulier unless something changes. That's so dumb, dude. You know how many times I threw up in Ocean City? <laughs> I'm just saying from drinking too much. Like, Well, place- let's say, hang on. They do have some accusations over the Memorial Day holiday. Teens purportedly hanging from motel balcony in Seaside Heights and climbing onto the roof of another motel. In Ocean City, eight teens drank themselves unconscious on the boardwalk, having to be hospitalized. Restroom attendants, they still have those, were assaulted and spit on by youths. 
and several teams were carrying knives, and one had a replica gun that police said looked just like the real thing. So oh, those punk teens. So spring break is what you're telling me, man. I'm telling you, man, I got jumped in Ocean City when I was an acid. Like, we were all, like, walking on the boardwalk, and, uh, you know, you're, you're enjoying the moment, and then all of a sudden these other guys on, on something else came at us, and uh, it almost became a thing. But then, like, you start, like, going all, like, screaming a little loud, trying to get attention so you don't have to get in a fight. And uh, uh, they eventually got warded off because cops did show up and that was kind of interesting to talk to them while you're tripping on acid but hang on we have some more like uh inflammatory quotes go for it and so this inflammatory quote comes from holly kinsby an ocean city resident who has worked on the boardwalk for over 30 years by the way and she says you're getting well more than 300 kids if i had a guess 700 plus a few nights all acting wild it's like a bad house party without the house Oh this is God. by far the worst it's ever been. These wow. powerful like words. Never, they, 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 but it's like they've never been kids in that area. That's what I'm, like it's so weird that you have people who like they're getting out of hand. This is this you're a freaking beach. You know, town. pretty soon this is going to be like a Patrick Swayze's movie in there. It's going to be Roadhouse or like <laughs> uh, Dirty Dancing or Footloose. God forbid it'll turn into Footloose. Yeah. Well, in, in Ocean City, in this area in particular, there's a there's a. Uh, a route you can take that you'll go through all the beach towns mm -hmm. i mean they specifically orient this whole area at the party so like uh this is it's, it's i think it is just a fear-mongering from the locals right it's just more like somebody an ap was like "Ooh, we can write a story about like how the old people are don't forget what it's like to be young somebody that's their editorial reply that's like their that is their agenda that they believe and they have a a, a, a press and they're going to use it to spread their political message. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, though, jumping out of windows in hotels there is nothing new. 30 years ago, I was... <laughs> no guys that did that shit. Let me tell you about something new, though. We do got something new. Out of Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota yes. News. Taste of Minnesota will allow on-site consumption of THC beverages. This is coming out of Axios, the Twin Cities, yes. on June 28th. Taste of Minnesota returns this weekend. That is uh, right now, by the way. So if you're in Minnesota, tasty. Uh, visitors will be able to purchase and drink low-dose hemp-derived THC beverages without leaving the festival grounds. Welcome Amazing. to 2023. In Minnesota, Minnesota. with more than 100,000 expected visitors, the high-profile gathering will be the largest event in Minneapolis to explicitly allow on-site consumption of the popular products reaffirming the drink's growing role in the Twin Cities beverage space. That is amazing. Taste partnered with Surly yeah. Brewing to make a 2.5 milligram uh, drink named Just a Taste geared toward curious visitors wanting to try a low-dose beverage. Co-organizer Taylor Kargik told Axios. And so that means that a 2.5 milligram beverage, by the way, the average beverage I was drinking one, it's called a coca-cola now this one has zero sugar but it does still have 355 milligrams and so that would equate to approximately 355 grams and so that would mean if you're going to be hemp compliant where is 0.3 percent of of that and so you have 355 and then you would multiply that by 0 0.003 and then you get a number well, these guys are really doing a work around it, though, because they, they're taking the hemp that's already COA approved and, and, and good to go, and they're turning it to the Delta 9. So it's not like post-testing, right? It's all about, like, I illegally acquired this. I illegally did the grow. I illegally did everything. Now mm -hmm. let me just turn it to the thing that I'm not supposed to grow. 
which I feel kind of sad. Like I'm glad that they're doing this. This is great that they're you know uh, the, the city uh, councils behind all this and all the other stuff. But come on, just let them use the real stuff. Let them just not go through the, the hoops. They okay, have and for those of you doing the math at home, uh, if you want to see what hemp compliant would be if it was a 12 uh, ounce beverage of 355 milliliters, that would be one gram, 1,000 milligrams. Uh, of THC, and according to the math, if it is 12 ounces, and it's 12 ounces, so how much of that, and 355 grams, be one gram, and you would be at 0.03% THC. I'm sorry, uh, uh, yes, THC, so it is legally hemp. But this one's just 2.5 milligrams. Yeah, but they're, they're turning it to Delta 9, though. It's like so, super hemp, but it doesn't matter. And so yeah. it's like on a dry weight basis. And so it's diffused in that whole uh, 12 ounces. So it's like very, very much hemp. Anybody, in theory, can make this and ship it wherever. I'm, I'm, any of it you can when you when you derive it from Delta uh, hemp, right? Couldn't you just like, because I mean, they're doing that. Provided right? that it's hemp, it's hemp. And so yeah. like... You can't have a Coke-sized product with more than a gram of THC in it. Otherwise, it ain't him. But who the heck wants a, a gram of THC? Not even a 100-milligram soda, like a gram soda. Nobody wants a gram soda. A 2.5-milligram soda? Yes, I could probably have four of those and get a good buzz over the space of many hours, and it'd be safer than four beers. Yeah, 100%. And then also, how how is the, the infused right with a nano emulsion or whatever? But uh, mm-hmm. got a comment there. R.K. Brooks saying they're wrong in saying that their parents that there is no difference between cannabis and hemp because except for the point three percent. No, you're right. The the point oh three percent just an arbitrary number that the government decided to say. You know, here's the fun plant. Here's the non fun yep. plant. You have to no. have ninety nine point seven percent not that fun plant. Okay, yeah. Mister Man, who doesn't understand that the fun plant does not grow the thing that gets you high. Well, Idiots. It, not just that, but we can take the non-fun plant, stress it with some other stuff, and now we just turn it into the, the, the thing that wasn't supposed to grow in the first place. Like, it makes no sense that, that they have to run these hurdles to have a, a, something that can be organically produced from an original plant, right? Like, why do I have to involve so many processes when a simple rosin press would be suitable enough or whatever? I don't know. I really don't. But uh, we do have some stocks to report in the news this week. Shout out to the Green Market Report. We have a couple of stories from them. If you haven't checked out the Green Market Report and, my bad, you're into uh, cannabis business and stocks, you should. So Terrasend in Pennsylvania subsidiary has paid down $37 million in its loans. This is one of the things that cannabis companies do. They pay off their debts, just like you do, and uh, then they use that to roll it. But if you are a cannabis company looking for debt, uh, here is a loan uh, that is for a publicly traded company, and it was at a 12.875% interest rate. So there you go. That is uh, about four-ish, a little bit more than four or four and a half points over uh, Prime, because I think Prime right now is about 8.25%. This is the old bank lawyer in me. But, uh, you know, I, I like banking. I'm sorry. It's, you that's a crazy large. Out sometime. <laughs> well, numbers are cool, but, like, holy crap, they still have a balance of $78 million, though. Like, 
Yeah, but they're moving the product. And so like in a limited market state, uh, in a publicly traded company like is it publicly traded? Yeah, yeah it is. It's it's listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange. T E R is its ticker. Uh, so there you go. It's a real industry and you have real debts and you pay them off, but that is, is an example of a limited market straight state so they have the ability from their cash flows to be able to pay off their debt and moving into future debt. You know, but you know, not everything works out that well. I mean, that's how businesses like the whole, uh, uh, even payrolls. Payrolls are, are most of the time paid off from uh, loans, anyways. So they can be, depending on what your cash flow position looks like. And speaking of that, there's some more. Uh, this has to do with why it's so difficult to scale in this industry. And also from the Green Market Report, Cresco Labs and Columbia Care struggled to secure approval for their deal. Uh, they have missed their deadline that was uh, just this past week, June 30th. That was a deadline that was sent from their uh, uh, their final version of their uh, merger documents, and so now they've uh, they've missed it. That's crazy that these guys are so large. So, uh, what was the? It was just because they they missed the paperwork. Then it's because of how regulatory the industry is in the in the states where they're at and and it moves at regulation speed so your your deadlines that you put on your documents for when it's supposed to close uh, may get pushed back for reasons beyond your control and so there's some of that and then they have license limits in what per every particular state and so this is a huge merger so you're over the line and so you have to divest your licenses of that as well which just kind of goes to show why the compliance costs in the industry are so high that a company like Cresco and Columbia Care, if you put them together, they lost over $300 million last year. Now, granted, they may have sold more than $1.5 billion of weed, but it cost them $1.8 billion to sell that. Yeah, and that's interesting to think about, like, these fact that you, you would try to join another cannabis company with a, whatever intention, but then realize all the individual little state rules. So you really just can't blatantly smerge and absorb each other uh wow right so yep and that is some of the problems and then so in states like florida where if you can get in and you can just keep opening shops great and states like illinois you're gonna see a lot of shelf space agreements and like ip agreements sure i don't think those count toward your your numbers so that might be going on right now with your divestitures i don't know i am not their lawyer and i probably never will be because they're expensive but that's really easy and sexy talk about the cannabis business and regulation, right? Like you're talking about intellectual property, securing uh, 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 fundraising, right? Like a lot of times uh, I was thinking like how like cartels, like thinking about this guy that went across state lines with his own pound and, and, and got arrested, whatever. And they didn't bust El Chapo. They busted somebody who's working in a, an illegal state. But for those people who do like push pounds like illegally, I always think it's funny because you need a financer. You need some sort of person to buy, say, 100 pounds first, and then you're going to need all the little people, the, the salesmen, right? So it's funny how there is like the traditional market business model, but then you add taxes to that and, and the rules and regulations to it. It's not as fun. <laughs> it's not as lucrative as you as you want it to be. Nope, yeah. sure ain't. But 
you know what might save their ass? And Green Thumb is actually, these guys are one of the only, if not the only, publicly traded company that actually turned a profit last year, Green Thumb Industries. Their CEO is upbeat that Florida will okay the Circle K medical cannabis deal. That's right. I haven't done this since I was at Michigan, because in Michigan, you can go get gas and get gas. It takes yeah. gas station to a whole new meaning. And like right next to the gas station was like the Burger King that's usually inside the gas station. So yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I really wouldn't care if the pot dispensary was at the Burger King or right there. So my right. point is, if you're opening a dispensary, try to put it in proximity with a gas station. Location, location, location. No, there's a reason. There's a damn good reason why Green Thumb Industries is doing just that in Florida. Well, yeah. Money. Sure. Money. Well, but isn't that like with any product, right? Like, like a lot of times, like uh, here in Washington, I, I, I know a lot of people who, uh, let's say crafts, you know, like make soaps and do things like that, right? The ideal is to get a goddamn contract at Target or Walmart. And then that's where you can like have that nice little fun money. You know, not going mm-hmm. to uh, uh, markets on, on Sundays and selling it at the farmer's markets. No, you want a contract with Target. And that's kind of the same thing, right, with Circle K. Did you get in your pre-rolls in Circle K or whatever? Not just that. You have to understand how people buy stuff. And so you have to look at traffic patterns to determine what, how, like, there's basket size and numbers of baskets a day. And right. so when you're looking at numbers of baskets a day, that's the gas station play right there. But we got some international news. This was a, a very interesting, uh, you know, story. So let's hit that. High Times is reporting that Vladimir Zelensky has told the Ukrainian parliament they must finally legalize cannabis-based medicines for all who need them because of the trauma of war that is going on in Ukraine. Wow. Uh, Their president, Zelensky, is calling on lawmakers to legalize medical cannabis to provide relief to those in his country suffering from the trauma of war. That'll be amazing if they create like an infrastructure just medical. Because, I mean, it'll eventually bleed to recreational one day, but... But this is just, it's um, no nonsense, just makes sense, a sensible approach to uh, helping his people uh, through extremely hard time. Well, I imagine the whole country has PTSD, right? I don't even mean a soldier, but just living there. Right. And then uh, the appropriate scientific research and controlled Ukrainian production. So even in Ukraine, and like every state where you make the weed is where it's supposed to be sold, including if you go to Europe. But uh, they do have a terrible stat here. As many as 354,000 Russian and Ukrainian soldiers have been killed or injured uh, in this war that is about a year and a half old now. Yeah. Now, I, I watched a thing about uh, soldiers getting uh, limbs and stuff uh, just this morning, actually. So, uh, I mean, again, we all know cannabis is not just a physical medicine, but a mental medicine that can help all kinds of ailments and people get over things you know right well that's just a a really important international news development that i thought and then i i saw this one and i'm like well two steps forward one step backward right Uh, this one's interesting in the sense that gajapreneur they are reporting that the only licensed hemp farm in the british isles has been shut down after the uk government finds thc in its products and said that they were over the line that's just shitty policy. Like, 
Jersey Hemp, the only farm in the British Isles licensed to grow hemp and manufacture CBD products, shut down operations after the UK said that it found THCs in the company's CBD exported and declared the products illegal. Is uh, Do you know if the uh, the line in Europe the same as the United States, 0.03? Uh, I do not know exactly, but it's probably similar. If it's not 0.03, maybe it's 0.1, maybe it's 1%. But this one just says uh, CBD. You know, the only licensed farm in the British Isle to cultivate hemp has been shut down. Let's see, the BBC is reporting. Maybe it's, here it is, from three days ago, according to the BBC.com. Maybe they have it here. Let's see, 1978 shipment, THC. I don't see any percentage on it. But yeah. if you want to create a free BBC account, you can. <laughs> but it's just sad, though. They would just go straight to the, the criminalization and shutting down opposed to the uh, remediation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the whole point of legalization. Right. What, the, what happens if an alcohol company has too high of ABV? Is that even a thing? <laughs> I'm asking know. for a friend. Asking for a friend. Well, I mean, like we've talked about many silly loopholes in uh, hemp with cookies having their online store that's selling THCA flour directly to consumers to uh, the the thing that's happening in Minnesota. But um, it is a highly politicized, silly industry. That's true. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's do some shit I wasn't expecting. House Republicans out of North Carolina. Go for it, Mickey. Appalled by North Carolina's attempt to force a vote on medical marijuana. <sighs> Appalled. How are you not expecting a Republican to be mad about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> this is an interesting story. The Senate. So this is like the, the House Republican is appalled by the, the NC Senate's attempt to force a vote on medical marijuana. The Senate already passed the medical marijuana out of North Kakalaka. It got stalled in the House, and so now the Senate's like, Ahem, and doing a, a maneuver, a legislative oh. maneuver. Uh, and then uh, it made this man, Republican Mike Clampett, uh, smile. Well, actually, this is a file photo from September 8th, 2021, and he's wearing a bow tie. That's probably why he's smiling. <laughs> so, to see, he's not going to help their cause and trying to get it passed. They want to play games. I, I don't get... After a few brief uh, speeches, uh, Democrat Senator Mike Woodward, who called the move his favorite amendment of the whole session, prompting laughs from the rest of the chamber, the Senate approved Robbins' amendment 36 to 8. So that's a huge approval. So, right. Like, uh, well, the Senate, the Senate has already voted on it. And so now they're – and then what happened was the Senate passed theirs, which was yeah. SB3. And then the House passed theirs – HB 75. And so it just says HB 75 will go into effect if and when Senate Bill 3 becomes law. So we'll vote for your bill if you vote for ours, bro. So they're going to merge then, right? Don't they have to reconcile now? No. Like, this one will become law if yours becomes law. Like, you just hit wow. pass ours, we'll pass yours. Yes, we are in agreement. You vote for it first. It's like two smoners just go... Wait a second, guys. I know what we'll do. This one, they'll never see this one coming. We'll just say that we already legalized it, and so we sent it to you, and you sent us back a whole different bill. It's on their desk. We will pass that once you pass ours. Oh 
pass ours, we pass yours. Scratching backs right here. Come on, let's go. Seriously. North Carolina style. <laughs> could, could the governor though take those two bills and, and, and amend them, or no? They have to go through the process. No, itself. but they 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 would both be effective. You see, because both of them match, and so yeah. like they patched HB, and then they, they passed SB. So seventy five passed, three passed. They both passed, no and so it would just. I, I guess, I know it doesn't make any sense. That's correct. You know, and uh, that uh, I believe that's our show. I mean, yeah. with that, with uh, with some hilarious North Carolina news, that's our show for the week. I want to wish everybody who tuned in a very happy Fourth of July. Are yes. you going to blow some stuff up, or at least watch things blow up? Oh yeah, yeah. There, there, there's fireworks shows out here, and uh, we also can buy fireworks and blow them up in certain spots. So. Nice. And yes, then I cool. will be in Baltimore at the end of this month. I will be at Baltimore in 19 days and 23 hours. Come check us out in Baltimore because it is cannabis licensing season coming to the East Coast in Maryland now that it has been legalized. Check us out at the Lucky Leaf Festival. I am going to be giving people a coupon code right there. That is not it, by the way. And so I will first send this one from the Lucky Leaf Expo to people so they can check that out. And then there is a coupon code that they were kind enough to give us which is collateral 25 nice. and so collateral 25 back to lucky leaf expo and back to the people uh that is just a v as opposed to a apple v awesome uh miggy do you have anything else to uh share with the audience before we wrap it up yeah i contacted all my beaners i'll probably do another video tonight or tomorrow i'll do the announcement of like who i sent beans to and then uh, uh no nah, you know see you guys next sunday and uh, really thanks for hanging out with us it's been a pleasure and uh, uh until next time. Until next time. We'll see you when it's 420 somewhere. Damn right.